every day we stray further and further from God. We do. It's October 20, 2021. This is Rare Encounter, Encounter number 67. And pressing eject while the disc is spinning, I'm Abel Kirby. And ejecting Mach 3 all over your face, I'm Cold Acid. Oh boy. Mach 3. That's a fast ejection work. You could have a finger. Oh yeah. Fast finger to eject that fast. Oh, that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm ejecting at high speeds here. Uh-oh. Well, you know, I hope you clean. Wash your hands when you're done. That's all I have to say. And I brought something different. I've got so much shit on my desk right now, including my little French press where I am pouring my coffee for today's show. I went with, I, I was thinking about our old shows. We always did weird drinks instead of uh, just beer. Like we kind of fell into a thing where I'm just drinking beer on the show instead of doing weird stuff. So I got the coffee for, for the caffeine effect, but I actually got, what's this here? A coconut juice, Foco coconut juice. Coconut juice. The kind with the Lewd. coconut uh, in there. So I have way too much. I'm totally going to have to pee in the middle of the show if I keep drinking this stuff. Ooh, and what was that? Oh, just Haritos. Haritos. This yeah. one. Uh, what flavor? Fruit punch. Fruit punch. This is, it says coconut juice. It says jugo de coco on the side, which I suppose is juice of the cocoa, I guess. Jugo de coco. Then they eat it the poopo. I I don't speak that, but the coffee's good. Oh, well, that's man. good to hear. Yeah, we had uh, Sir Spencer came by again <laughs> on his way back down from New England and uh, stayed uh, nice. one more night. So what I said is it's kind of like you give a mouse a cookie and it keeps coming back. Put him up once and I had to put him up twice. That's how it goes, I guess. Put him up three times. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish him the best. He's uh, sounds like he was back. I missed his show. I missed uh, bowl after bowl last night. Um, I he was gushing about your stomping. Oh yeah, the stomping's fucking Pervert. great, man. I love the stomper. Let me stomp the stomper just for uh, for fun here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's much to talk about with that. I, I, what do you what do you want me to talk about? How the stomper works? I think everyone. No, knows no. It's like. just he he was mentioning it on bowl after bowl last night. I I stayed up a bit late. Listened to listened to until about eleven thirty my time. Before yep. I was like, uh, I actually have to go to bed. It's those late night shows, that and Behind the Schemes. I can't listen to Behind the Schemes live. Uh, though I was listening to them uh, after it posted. I, I really wanted to listen to them Tuesday, but, you know, they weren't posted yet. So I listened to them uh, most of the show today. That was episode 67, Plastic Shit Simple. And they had the guys from uh, Japan What on there. Have you ever heard that podcast? Hmm. No, I, I have a, not. No, I think it's a no agenda stream one. It's just a couple of guys who live in Japan. Um, uh, one Canadian guy, one American guy. I think there's a third one on the podcast sometimes. And they've been in Japan for over 10 years, probably over 25 combined. And they just talk about stuff. They talk about what's going on from a almost a no agenda kind of perspective. So it's fun. I, they're Boobery not a, has a correction for you. It's plastic shit sample. Plastic shit and sample. And this podcast that you're talking about sounds like it would be up my alley, weeaboo that I am. Oh, yeah. You got to go listen to Behind the Scheme 67 to see that. So I, that's what I wrote in my notes. Plastic shit sample. I must have spoken. Mispronounced it. Yeah, I must have said something else. I do that sometimes. I'll write something down correctly, and then I'll read it incorrectly. Oh, uh, well. Oh, that's life for me. <sighs> well, let's go through the podcast rundown yeah. here. Before, before we do that, I do want to mention going back to the whole thing about like having to go to sleep and missing on some podcast live. Mm -hmm. That That's what kills me about the time for Nick the Rat, because I would love to listen to Nick live. But the only way that I can do that is if I'm off work on the Thursday. Yeah, I used to listen to Nick the Rat live all the time because I was working a late shift and I was a couple time zones away. And put those two things together, and, and he was on basically at the end of my shift, the last couple hours of my shift, where Nick the Rat! And I'd always look forward to that. Fortunately, it's just not, it's hard. It's really hard to tune into one of those midnight radio shows when you when you sleep during the night, wake work during yeah. the day. So. I still love Nick the Rat, though. It's, uh, it's such a great show, and I still do listen to it, just not the way I 
I just can't. I just can't do it live. I'm sorry. Not the not the way God intends you to. Not the way Satan wants me to. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So Nick Nick's in our chat today. What's Nick have to say about uh what's coming up tonight on Nick the Rat? Let's see if he gets back to us. Well, we were waiting for that. Uh Hog Story had their episode two twenty eight, Blinkin here. And uh they had a yep. lot of politics. They, I think the most of it that I listened to was about an interview uh with was it Hillary Clinton? Yeah, it's like I don't know. Not it wasn't big... so much politics as it was Hillary Clinton's book. Yeah, I, I... not 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 that I'm interested in anything about Hillary Clinton other than when all the thousands of sealed indictments <laughs> land her in prison. <laughs> the ten thousand sealed indictment. No, well, any time uh, now, I could live without hearing more of her voice, and I'd be perfectly happy if I didn't have to listen to it more often. So that's my I'm take sure on Bill it. feels the same way. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Bill, I heard he's not doing too well. No, he's not doing too well, it sounds like. No. Well, we also had Angry Tech News. Uh speaking of Bemrose, they had their seventh he had his seventh episode. Yep. Uh coming up uh some cool stuff, cool topics. He's still on the uh, power and, and electricity thing, like the last episode he did is a uh, bit on the uh wireless charging of electric cars and yeah, it's Interesting, interesting idea. We'll see if it ever plays out the right way. And this one, he kind of stayed on it with these liquid uh, electrolyte batteries. Did you listen to Angry Tech News? No, I missed the last episode. I haven't listened mm. to it yet. Oh, that's a shame. He brings up um, a company, and he, it was linked in his show notes, ESS. And I'd never heard of them before, which is a little weird, because I thought I knew most of the players in the battery kind of field. But maybe it's just an oversight on my my end. The elect- so Bemro says, I never listen, but I think the same could be said for him. <laughs> uh, it's a listening the, Just going back to back in the GOB days, there's a lot of times where Bemrose didn't listen. Mm. What it brought to mind was, there was another company I wanted to bring up, and it's an old one. Um, it was this guy, Donald Sadaway. Have you ever heard of him? He was an MIT professor. He was pretty big about no, a decade ago. No, but his his name's interesting. He taught the and the way I found out about him is he teaches or taught the solid state chemistry course at MIT, including the one on open courseware. And so that's where I saw him from is because I took that open courseware open course and he teaches it. It's his lectures that are vi- videotaped. Cool. And in there as he's talking about chemistry, he starts talking about liquid batteries and all his because this is a guy who was out there rubbing elbows with Obama, and he's getting invited to do stuff, and he had a TED Talk and a bunch of other crap. And they were doing the same thing that this company, ESS, I don't know what it stands for. To Every time I see ESS, I think environmental stress screening. <laughs> That's what the acronym means to me, so I have no clue what, what their company name was supposed to be. The, um, the bottom line was, I went and I clipped a couple Donald... Uh, uh, a couple clips of from his uh, TED talk, and they're not f- super crazy or anything. I just wanted to bring them because uh, I thought they were interesting. So this is Donald Sadaway one. You know, the electricity powering the lights in this theater was generated just moments ago because the way things stand today, electricity demand must be in constant balance with electricity supply. If in the time that it took me to walk out here on this stage, some tens of megawatts of wind power stopped pouring into the grid, the difference would have to be made up from other generators immediately. Coal plants, nuclear plants can't respond fast enough. A giant battery could. With a giant battery, we'd be able to address the problem of intermittency that prevents wind and solar from contributing to the grid in the same way that coal and gas and nuclear do today. Yeah, and so this is the basic idea that that a lot of different companies and startups have been itching at for a while, a long time now. The idea that what happens when the wind stops blowing? Well, you have to be able to charge up a battery and then discharge it, you know, so you can get constant power flow. So your lights don't go out when the wind stops blowing or it's, uh, the sun goes behind a cloud. He had some interesting stuff to talk about in the chemistry of batteries, but he doesn't go into it. I didn't clip anything really detailed, but I did clip this little bit about Volto, which I thought it was, uh, I thought it was kind of fun. The battery was invented about 200 years ago by a professor, Alessandro Volta, at the University of Padua in Italy. His invention gave birth to a new field of science, electrochemistry, and new technologies such as electroplating, perhaps overlooked, 
Volta's invention of the battery, for the first time also, demonstrated the utility of a professor. <laughs> Until Volta, nobody could imagine a professor could be of any use. Ah, uh, there you go. Clever. Yeah. That's why I liked him, because he would go into these little humorous bits in the middle of his lectures. He's talking about silly things uh, when he was talking about chemistry, but... He, he goes on to, I only did a couple more clips. This was, uh, this was one where he's just talking about big cheap. We need to think big, we need to think cheap. That's it. This is a little ISO. Uh, what he was talking about in that context was he's talking about all of the parameters that you need to build a battery that you could work uh, into a green energy grid that can be a reservoir for wind energy so that you can pay it out later when the wind stops blowing. And... When he walks through his criteria and it's sort of how he's thinking about what you would have to do to design this thing right, it's, it's still interesting. I, I didn't include it all because it's a huge TED talk, but I, I put a little clip. Instead, let's invent to the price point of the electricity market. So that means that certain parts of the periodic table are axiomatically off limits. This battery needs to be made out of earth-abundant elements. I say if you want to make something dirt cheap, make it out of dirt. <laughs> Preferably dirt that's locally sourced. Ah, uh, the locally sourced dirt. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, I can tell you're not as impressed with this guy as I was. I, I really like this No, lectures. not really. So the chemistry course that he teaches is probably the best solid state chemistry course ever. In fact, he's... One of the top lectures is kind of a very famous lecturer for solid state chemistry. And it was one of the most popular classes at MIT while he taught it because it was just famous for being good. And I can attest to that. He starts with high school chemistry. And by the time you end uh, the course, you, you have this great idea of what stuff is around you and, and a lot of insight that, uh, that he tries to get to instead of memorizing equations and uh, tables of data and things like that it was all about trying to see what what is inside metal you know how is it structured and how is it different when you cool it differently or when you you set it up um so the crystalline structures and forms in different ways okay what what are the different properties that happen that's what his class was about is really cool um this last flip was just about the invention and funding it's another uh, they did actually make this battery and they actually spun out a company from it um, I think 10 years ago, and the company used to be called something else, but it's called Ambry now, and they're still players in this market. Here's, here's his comment on building the thing. This is that student, David Bradwell, who in this image appears to be wondering if this thing will ever work. What I didn't tell David at the time was I myself wasn't convinced it would work, but David's young, he's smart, he wants a PhD, and he proceeds <laughs> to build... He proceeds to build the first ever liquid metal battery of this chemistry. And based on David's initial promising results, I was able to attract major research funding from the private sector and the federal government. And that funding continues to this day. I went up and looked up their company, which is now called Ambry, and it looks like they were just getting a big $50 million investment from none other than Bill Gates by way of, of Reliance course. New Energy, uh, which is the company there. The, the basic idea for the battery is kind of cool. They have a liquid metal. Uh, at the, they're, they're, liquid they're, metal they're turning T-1000 into a battery? Mm. Yeah, it actually stays molten. I'm sorry. I was drinking the coconut juice, and it was full of bits of coconut. I'm trying not to choke on them. <laughs> I get surprised by that one. Yeah, it's actually liquid. The entire battery's liquid. Uh, the metal at, the, at both ends of it and the... Um, the electrolyte in the middle, I almost said dielectric, the electrolyte in the middle and it charges and discharges. The, the liquids are separated by gravity because they have different densities. And so the lower density stuff's at the, at the top and the high density stuff's at the bottom and it just kind of works. That's a really cool design. You know, it's not something you'd want to put in a car for sure, but for the, the purposes of storing a lot of energy cheaply with, uh, low maintenance costs and all this other stuff, all the other, uh, all the other, uh, properties that he wanted to give it. It seems like it's a good idea. So I'm on board. I think they should keep researching it. It seems like yeah, they will. Just... Bill Gates, give him $50 million. Man, I wish Bill would give me $50 million. Mm. 
you just have to walk into his bank and say, hey, I'd like to make a withdrawal. <laughs> yeah. True enough. So. I, I'm pretty sure I could do a good job of imitating his voice. I'm not too <laughs> sure about uh, imitating his appearance, though. Hmm. Ah, well, well, that was kind he of a... Does, dr- he does have a few decades on me. That was all. kind of a dry segment. Uh, we, when I listened to Angry Tech News, that's what came to mind immediately, was these liquid batteries, which are entirely liquid, not just the electrolyte. But, um... I don't know, I got an entremont. Yeah? Yeah, you said... Hit so me with your entremont. All right, here we go. Reflect for a moment. This is a trailer from a movie. ...of cinema. Then forget it, sweetheart. Yes, better blow it out your exhaust pipe, cinema lover, because here comes fun with hair on it. Oh, that's disgusting. You're going to see the biggest piece of shattering entertainment that ever molested your sensibilities. That sounds great. Want a plot? Here it is. It's the end of the 20th century, and mankind has blown its wad. The fate of humanity rests in the groin of one man. Their leader, Commander Toady, has kidnapped some pilgrims who wandered into their territory. We're going to get them out, and then you're going to get them pregnant. Yes, if you want a brilliant film, you can go right to... We're going to Frogtown. Hell comes to Frogtown. <laughs> Starring wrestling superstar, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Here comes acting talent and sensitivity like you've never seen. You are one weird dude. And speaking of talent, here's Sandal Bergman. A story of mutant sex and people like you and me. It's hot. It's wet. And it's bad. It's hell comes to frog town. How about that? Please tell me this movie actually exists. It does. It's a real movie. Fuck yeah! <laughs> okay, I have to find this movie and Hell. watch it. This sounds comes to too crazy out. to not watch. <laughs> it's mutant sex and people just like you and me. It's it is so fucking wild. The trailer's great. As a guy in a frog costume, uh, there's just explosions everywhere. It's uh, oh, it's by Michael Bay. No, I don't think so. But it it started a it started a uh, wrestler. And that helps. And the woman who was in it was from, oh God, she was from some other movies uh, that I recognize too. I think it was Conan the Barbarian she was in. Cool. The, the co-star. I can't remember her name. They said it in the trailer. I just went in one ear and out the other. But yeah, that came across my desk. I thought it was funny enough to clip. Man, that, that is awesome. I'm going to and, I'm gonna have to find this movie now to watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good luck. Send is me that, a copy. Does, I got to send my uncle a copy if I can find it. Oh, yeah. He loves this kind of thing. Hey, speaking of your uncle, you were going to send him a copy of that movie, Paltry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead? I did. You did? Yeah. And he loved the hell out of it. So I was trying to get Sir Spencer to watch that. I uh, I pitched the movie to did them. Did you succeed? I don't know yet. He didn't tell me if he watched it or not. But I think everyone should watch Paltry Geist. It's a great horror musical. Uh, it, it's a little bit of a farce, and it's a little bit of an ultra-violent flick, and so it has everything I wanted it. I still think horror musical is not something that go well together, but, <laughs> but I mean, between Poultrygeist and Rocky Horror, I think, I think I'm, like, objectively wrong on that. <laughs> yeah, well, Rocky Horror wasn't a very scary movie, I guess, but, uh... Oh, boom! It had horror in the title, though. Yeah. And it was a musical. It was a double... What was how'd they open it? it? Was a poor double feature, science fiction double feature? Was that how they science it? fiction double feature? Yeah, by yeah. the lips. We've got Boobery in chat says he's seen Poultry Geist, of course. Yeah, the shit is off the rails. Yeah, ultra violence is it, and it was a classic trauma film. It was uh, Lloyd Kaufman and the other guy. I can't remember his name. The other guy. The other guy. And and also and. Yeah. There's I have nothing else. <laughs> Watch Poultry Guys. <laughs> yeah. And while we're on the topic of watching things, I saw that you I saw in your notes that you did go and at least watch some of gamers. Oh yeah. Like I suggested. Yeah. Mm, I did watch an episode. I was not impressed. Ah. I was not enjoying this at all. It's 
I don't know. Here's my honest review. It felt like another show with a feckless protagonist who's completely uninteresting in every possible way. There's a girl who's inexplicably attracted to him. And despite having no chemistry between them, uh, they keep it keeps looking like they're going to end up together. And then, oh, then they break up at the end of the first step. Who cares? By the end of it, I was just done. I didn't care. I didn't think any of the jokes were funny. And I thought that the production of the show felt like you took a bunch of anime cliches, threw them in a bag, shook it up and dumped them out on the screen. And that's what it was. You know, everything that happened in there, I feel like I've seen a dozen times before. Okay. But I did not remember, enjoy it. that wasn't, that wasn't why you were supposed to watch it. You were supposed to watch it for the, for the parts where they're arguing about, about like different, uh, uh like tropes and games and such. Yeah. That was boring too. I mean, I don't I have anything good to, to say. I think you I need to like watch it. the second and third episode still. Ugh. And because the, the first is just like introducing the cast, basically. And the the real stuff comes after. Oh, boy. So if I watch another one of these, uh, what do I get out of it? I, I just know I'm not going to enjoy you'll, it. You'll, pro- you'll probably you'll probably hate me more. Ugh. But uh, fine. There will be more there'll be more conversation that. Uh, or more arguments between two of the characters about certain things with uh, with game design and some secrets revealed Boy. that the characters themselves have no idea about. All right, fine, I'll watch another one. But what? How, tell me about your homework. I gave you something uh, that I liked. It was also a story about games and developing games. Did you? I can't find the uh, link. It was Sore Narnia. It was that audio oh. uh, podcast. New players welcome here by Sora Narnia. That was just in your show notes. I never for this week. I never saw that anywhere else. Oh, I sent it to you on the Fediverse. Ah, well, did never you? Mind. Yeah, I sure did. No, that's ah. Did so you, you didn't send watch it, it as a direct message or just as a as a regular post? Because I... if you sent it as a regular post, I get flooded with notifications as it is. Yeah, that's. I'm that a w- lot more popular on. No agenda social than I ever was on Twitter. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I think it was a regular post. All right. Well, I guess I'll have to read this now and get back to you for next week's episode. Okay. Well, while we're doing the rundown, we had a little podcast thing I wanted to oh, mention. we have some more anime to talk about, too, don't I, we? I, for, I just wanted to add in that uh, Sir Seat Cedar was on Behind the Schemes, and I forgot to mention that. And also, oh. Quirk S will be on the next episode of Behind the Schemes. I, it's in my yes, notes. Yes, I'm looking to forward to this. Yeah, highly anticipated Quirkus episode. Has an amazing voice. I love hearing whenever she calls into Hog Story. Just, just, just the sound of her voice is just so great. <laughs> so what do you yes. up? Yay, Quirk S. Yeah. What have you been up to, Cold? Oh, work. Work and work. Oh, this weekend we closed up the cottage, so I was doing that. Mm-hmm. Getting to carry buckets full of gray water up a hill. Cool. And hoping that none of it splashes on me. Gray water, man. Yeah. What's the? There's no way to dispose of it on the bottom of the hill. Well, the f- the thing is, right? We've got we've got plumbing in our cottage, mm-hmm. including including a toilet, and it goes in. It goes into this sump under the cottage that pumps it up to our we have a uh, a septic tank on the property up the hill and over where if there was a leak it wouldn't get into the lake but at the end of the season we have to we have to make sure that everything gets out of that sump and then pour in a bunch of antifreeze just in case there's any liquid left oh i and, see yeah yeah the pump the pump works well enough to evacuate the sump itself, but it doesn't push everything up the pipe into the septic tank. So we actually have to disconnect the pipe and fill the and like drain it out into buckets that we carry up to the outhouse and dump into there. Because we still have an outhouse for for those times where we're up there and we don't have the plumbing working. In other words, the winter time. The winter time. Oh, man. No, I get it. So you got to winterize the whole thing. I, I understand now. Yeah. I, I see what yeah. you're trying to do and why you have to carry the water around. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I understand. It's a, it's a shitty job, but somebody has to do it. Oh, man. Speaking of shitty jobs, uh, we watched some more anime, I think. Did you have commentary? Yep. 
Yep. Yep. I saw the second and third episodes of Kyokai Senki and dropped. Cool. Honestly, honestly, it's way too fucking shonen for for what I want. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I want I want to see like I want to see like rebellious Japanese kicking all the kicking all the outlanders off their islands. Not a bunch not a bunch of fucking teenagers with like attitudes and cute little fucking AI avatars with horrible voices. It sounds like the crap that I I don't know, I might like. It depends. I mean, well, I, go ahead and watch it. I, go ahead and watch it then. I mean, teens with toots. I'm not. Teens with toots is a pretty cool uh, genre. It's, you just get like a really cool teenager. I could get sure, into that. Back when I was back when I was one and a little fucking shitty edge lord of a kid, maybe I would have enjoyed it more, but I'm no, I have more I have more uh what's a, what's a good word for it? I my tastes have improved, uh, if only slightly. I'm just comparing to this guy from Gamers, the protagonist. He's like a wet rag. He doesn't do anything. He has no toot at all. I trade him for a tooty teen. It gets a, it gets a bit better when there's some when there's some other couple relationship drama that involves him. Ah, oh, boy. So get better. That said, that said, I'm looking. I'm looking. I found that the light novels that it's all based on are mostly translated at this point, but unfortunately they are not in any sort of way that I can actually throw them into an ebook reader and bring them around with me. So that that's kind of a pisser. Hmm. The night, the nice thing about Bakasuki is that there are tools that will actually slurp down the content on there and build you a proper EPUB out of it. Oh yeah. Because the way that it's all set up on Bakasuki. I, but when you've got a bunch of people with like WordPress blogs here and there and everywhere, it don't work so well then. Did you catch any 86? I'm the first three episodes of the season. Yes. Okay. And so did you see Santa Claus? I don't remember seeing Santa Claus. I do. I do remember seeing a, a mercy kill. Here's and that's a, what I'm going to say about that. Here's a, I got a clip of Santa Claus. This is Santa Claus. Hello, my dear friends. I am so happy that you found us. As many of you already know, Santa Claus office here in Rovaniemi is the place where I meet my friends from around the world every single day of the year. See you at the Arctic Circle. There's Santa Claus. Here's your Santa Claus for you. He, so he sounds a lot more southern than I'd expect. He sounds uh, a little more creepy than I was going to expect. That too. Santa. He says, he says that you can find him every day of the year. If you want to meet Santa today, you can go now. If you want to meet Santa tomorrow, also he's there. I can meet Santa whenever I want. I live in Canada. Oh, good. This is his country. It is Santa's country, man. So, Dude, what... we even gave we even gave him the perfect postal code, H O H O H O. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, well, we track that bastard with NORAD. That's what we do. Yeah, well, we're part of that too. Uh, we track boy. him as well. What's this with NORAD? What's this thing for Bemro was posted before the show? I got I my don't clip, know what? clip bin open, and he sent uh, apparently a six second clip. Do you want to listen to it? Sure, play uh, it. I don't want to listen to it. Oh, kidding. Are we ready to release our new software? Yes, sir. As requested, it's full of bugs, which means people will be forced to upgrade for years. Oh, yeah. That was from the Microsoft uh, Windows 11 meeting, I think. is the. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be full of bugs. Or tomorrow never dies. Or tomorrow never dies. Yeah. That was, that was, that was an interesting villain there. It was a cross, but it was a... It was like... Hearst, the publisher, like the uh, newspaper publisher Hearst, but with the appearance of Steve Jobs. I was going to go see that new Bond movie. My favorite Marty and I went out to, we were going to have a, go out and get a beer, and then we're going to the theater, which is right next to the place. It was at the mall in Columbia. And 
we said, oh, you know, we're going to have a drink, and then we're going to go see the movie, and then that, you know, that's our night, because that's what we do. <laughs> that's what you do when you're bore, boring in your 30s. And anyway, so we showed up to get a drink, and then we said, okay, I got a beer, we got something to eat. Okay, let's go see the movie. And the police had cordoned off the whole mall. It was blocked off. You couldn't get up there. It damn. turns out they had an active shooter or something or other going on there, so damn, man. We didn't get to see the movie. He canceled the tickets, and he got a refund for it, uh, but... And shit like that just bugs me about Columbia, where it looks like it's a nice town, and it is for the most part, but then randomly they'll be like, hey, there was a drive-by shooting down this place. It's like, come on. Just the other day there was like more shoot. It's like a really nice uh, mall area. It looks during the daytime. You wouldn't think any of this stuff was going on. It doesn't make the news. It gets suppressed. No one finds out about it until unless you really dig for it. It's uh, very disingenuous the way they report stuff there and anyway the movie we were gonna see was the james the new james bond 007 whatever the fuck whatever it was i can't i don't know what the new title was i didn't see it um no time to die no time for tomorrow or whatever yeah no time to die uh, okay tomorrow doesn't have time oh man you but keep do- you keep doing this on purpose aren't, aren't you doing what i'm saying the proper title <laughs> and you're screwing it up well, you're th- fucking with me, man. No, I would never do <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, no. Yeah, you totally would. Oh uh, boy. To be fair, I would. I I'd do it to me too. Yeah. Well, we had. Uh, what else do we have to talk about here? Do you have any topics? I got a couple I could run into here. Here's a stupid. You. you I, here's you, a stupid one. Facebook, according to The Verge, is going to change their name, according to someone with direct knowledge of the matter. Says yes, they're, they, they're doing they're doing the thing that Google did. That's my first thought too. A- Alphabet. I think that's my first thing too. Where they said Google's renaming and now we're called Alphabet, but it's still called Google. They just spun off a different entity that's going to hold on to. It has yeah, something to do with the organization. Facebook of the is going to stay being Facebook. It's just going to be. It's just going to be owned by Metaverse now. Is that confirmed? It's Metaverse. That's that's what uh, everybody's saying it's going to be changed to. Well, I have the the comment says that Facebook is going to announce what happens at Facebook Connect, which is not until next week, next Thursday. Not tomorrow, but the week after. Servo suggests they should rename to LifeLog. <laughs> to LifeLog. And I say, I say it's more like ShitLog, if yeah, you ask me. Flush the LifeLog. Thank you very much. <laughs> LifeLog. <laughs> What do you do? I'm a life logger. Wonderful. Yeah. There's all kinds of stupid shit going on. We had um I I got some stupid shit for you. Yeah, bring it up. So so there's you must have heard this already, but there is uh these radio waves coming from the center of the galaxy, these new previously unknown ones that have been detected. I found an article about this that was uh, published about uh what last week and it had a video it had a video in it and i was thinking because the title of the video is signals from space mm-hmm. that we'd be able to hear what the what these uh radio waves sound like when adjusted into the range of human hearing you mean they've been you know demodulated the, you know, yes and you know what the fucking video is silent there's nothing to be heard <laughs> Not good for Fuck a podcast. You, University of Sydney, you fucking bastard. <sighs> well, you know, I did the that, LIGO. That's Australians for you, man. Australian shitposting in the space news. Yeah. I, the thing about LIGO, I did a story with LIGO for like uh, Hog Story a year or something ago. They were brought it up when Cotton Gin was on Hog Story uh, the other day. They were looking for the stupid clip and... They kept saying it was the sound of space, and I think the the thing that was missing is that wasn't the clip of the whoop, that sound. That wasn't a sound from a black hole. That was like the guy in the interview made the sound with his mouth. You know what space sounds like? Uh-oh. <laughs> Here's the, uh, I think this is the original One clip. One of the interesting things about gravitational waves yeah. is that the frequency of the waves detected by LIGO is very similar to the frequency that the human ear hears audio. And so you can convert a gravitational wave signal into an audio file and actually listen to it. And the sound of the September 14th event is very short 
and it sounds like a chirp. It starts low and then goes to high frequencies. It goes whoop. That was just him making a noise with his mouth. And yeah. I want to just be clear. They didn't play that sound anywhere. You, the, he talks about, oh, we could make this cool audio file. It's the same shit. They never play it for you. I couldn't find a copy of it. In fact, <laughs> the only way to get that sound, it looked like, the only way I could figure out, was you would have to download the experimental data from LIGO and encode it as a WAV file yourself. So encode it as PCM yourself. So despite the fact they're talking it about like? it. Yeah. Well, I never did it. I, I just clipped the guy going, whoop with his mouth <laughs> it was kind of cool i used to have that on my board it was this yeah you used to oh that was ligo blip oh ligo iso that was it Whoop. that was it yeah is that with a little reverb man <laughs> good old ligo so what are these radio waves from the center of the galaxy what are they from what are they gamma radiation from a black hole or something who knows <clears throat> apparently the energy signal is unlike any phenomenon studied before and could suggest a previously unknown stellar object. It's an energy signal? Does Apparently. He, is that how he described it? That's what I'm reading in the article. Okay. There's um, little distinctions between energy signals and power signals, and they're slightly different. And so an energy Apparently signal... Apparently it is not a pulsar. It is not a pulsar. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Well, the... I like that they said that because energy signals are uh, are finite. They finite energy, like they have spectrums and things. But sometimes people screw up the terminology. I mean, I appreciate that they uh, put that detail in. Mm -hmm. Energy signals, man. Um, Sir Bemrose points out correctly that sound is pressure waves, so it's not it's not exactly something we'd hear coming from outer space. Mm. But uh, that said. They're radio waves, and radio waves, you should be able to modulate into something that you can hear. After all, that's what radios do. Mm -hmm. But even then, when you do that, it's a little bit of, you're sort of making it up as you go, because if you take out a normal radio receiver, and you decide to demod some signal, some unknown signal... You have a bunch of choices. You can say, I want to demod it as FM. And if I do, what kind of bandwidth do I want? Okay. If it's AM, it's a little simpler. But then you can start looking into, um, you know, is it just the upper side band or things like that? Now, those are all modulations you expect to come from humans and not, uh, not from something else, not from natural phenomena, I should say. But yeah. you still, the point that I'm trying to make is that when you get on that receiver, you still have a bunch of things that you're doing to select what the sound sounds like, to choose what part you demod, what parts you ignore, and what, what you filter in and out. So just because they receive, oh, it's a signal from Jupiter, you know, here's what Jupiter sounds like. No, not really. It is yeah. a radio for signal all, from Jupiter. All... Someone's interpreted it by putting a, they decided, oh, when we put the, the receiver and set it up this way, then it has a cool sound that we think the public will like. And that's what they did. It's not like it's the sound from Jupiter. It's they interpreted it a certain way. Yeah, like how like how that bloop is. I mean, for for all they for all they do to modulate these signals coming out of space, they can make space sound like <laughs> uh, hopefully space doesn't sound like that. It's a weird space to be in, let me tell you. The hentai space. Oh, speaking of, I was looking at a bunch of NFTs. Yes, and now that I've seen them as well, I can't unsee them. Oh, thank you. I uh, I put a bunch of links in the show notes. Some of these I don't think we're going to include. For example, Squidward's bulbous cock, I don't think is going to end up in the show notes. It could. We just have to mark the link as NSFW. Yeah, I don't I don't think we're going to put that in our, in our uh, show notes. But we have... An NFT of a naked Squidward, in case you wanted one of those. Yep. You can bid on it. You could bid on a vulva in the shape of the Ethereum logo. Yeah, this is this one's particularly disgusting. Uh, I don't, it, it is. It's... I don't know if this one's going in the show notes either. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> someone's someone's oh, playing it, with too much it crypto. It expired. It expired. Oh, so no one bid on it? With no bids. Oh, shit. Wow, wow. It's a shame. 
You know, I think it's the black uh, thumbnail, po- the black fingernail polish didn't quite fit. I would I would expect it something to do with like this vagina being impaled with the Ethereum logo. Yeah, would have something to do with it. Little weird. A lot of the anime stuff I found on there looked like it could be stolen. And I went down a rabbit hole trying to track down a couple of these, trying to figure out if I could find the original artists. Some of them, like the Nekopara stuff, I'm pretty sure is just a rip from the fan art. In fact... I wouldn't be surprised. Same with Super Sonico. Yes, the Super Sonico one, I was trying... I eventually did find out the... Uh, now, what was this from? This was from NFTAnime.shop, which is some... Apparently some kind of scam site where what they did is they just have art from other artists stolen put on a fake card and they minted them as nfts and one of the things that i noticed was in the faq they don't really say who uh the author is who the artist was or any information about it's a little clue that they uh that they might have just cribbed someone else's stuff yeah that it's totally illegitimate yeah the same art i found on some other websites too which doesn't prove that it was stolen i still couldn't find the original source of it but for Super Sonico, you you know, there's so many different artists who draw that character. It's just, it's yeah. probably, I just didn't have time to get it. The, the Tifa Lockhart one and the Rem one, those probably, probably some artist from somewhere. Not, it's definitely not official art for yeah. those. I've, I've, in some of these, I saw like Tony Taka pieces and I said, oh, I know exactly who draw that. Who drew that? And uh, it's just clearly not the people making money off from it. That's for sure. No, that's for sure. Uh, here's an example of one that I think we could put in the show notes. This is the granddad style meta universe thing. It's grandpa in a parka that says by any means necessary all over it. Yeah. What the fuck is this? This. And is... who would actually pay like $1,700 for it? Yeah, that's the price on it right now is $1,700. The list price, I should say. As of eight months ago, it's, I don't know what this, I brought oh, this here, up on some it, other shows. It's, it started off at half, at half an Ethereum and it but, dropped to 0.41. Yep. But those are the kinds of things I see NFTs. It's bad art. It's stolen art. It's stuff like, oh, it's a screenshot from Dragon Ball. We put it through a Photoshop filter and now we want to sell it for 400 bucks. And meanwhile, uh, it's just a screenshot from some other, someone else's copyrighted work. So it's eh. so. How many times now have I mentioned that NFTs, as they're currently being used, are a bullshit scam, and not what NFTs could and should be? I think because that's... I'm pretty fucking sure I've said that. Oh, pretty much every time we've brought up NFTs yeah. on this show. I was talking about them with Sir Spencer and the thing that we settled on. I used to say Beanie Babies, but now uh, I'm going to start calling it the Name a Star scam. Yeah, at least Beanie Babies, you could toss around the house at your pets. You could play hacky sack with them in the worst case. Yeah, you can't really do that with an NFT. Nope. Although some of these deserve worse treatment than hacky sack. I'll tell you that. Hacky sack with a shit covered boot. Yeah, what the fuck is this influence one? This is like this is like the the like worst sort of oh I'm going to I'm going to take I'm going to take a bunch of pictures and cut them stick them together <laughs> I've ever seen on the internet. I, I forgot about collage, this. Collage, collage, yes. This is this is like a super shitty collage and I've seen and made some really shitty collages in my time back when I was in grade school. And even then, I think grade school me could beat this. Could do a much better job. I put the IPFS link to the piece you're talking about in the chat. And so everyone can see how ridiculous it looks. It's a guy. What's he doing? He's working out and his cat is grabbing this ball, which is tethered to a computer with a DVD player. What? It's just And some shit. people have actually bought copies of this. Yep. There's oh. five editions or copies of it. And two of them have actually have actually been sold. Yep. Oh, uh, well, what can you do? It's just ugly, though. Ugly art. It is. Man, 
every every day we stray further and further from God. <laughs> we do. Okay. What else do we got today? We got um You had something else, didn't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm going I did. down my list. Why don't you roll it out for me? So what like could you imagine being in a plane as it falls apart around you? Hey, it's called Delta. It's called Delta Airlines. But how um, about when it's going at supersonic speeds? Okay. Yes, okay. Okay, yeah. Alright, so back back in the early days of the SR seventy one Blackbird, when it was still being when it was still being tested, there was a case where where one of them actually disintegrated in midair at like Mach three point two. Uh oh. Yeah. And amazingly, one of the pilots survived. So he was not disintegrated, but the plane was. The plane was. And the other pilot might have survived if his neck didn't get broken. Oh, when yeah. The... Yeah, like... <laughs> well, I might have survived, too, if my neck didn't get broken. <laughs> but, like, everything... Like, the guy... The guy's suit uh, stayed together. He was... Like, the parachutes worked. He la- He landed... Right after scare after scaring the shit out of uh, out of a deer or antelope that was under his landing site. What? So wait a minute. Yeah, he landed in a field somewhere. He landed in a field in like New Mexico. Okay. Was it a deer or an oryx? He Is... just said perhaps an antelope. Perhaps an antelope. Okay, just check it. Yeah. He thought he he thought he was gonna be like lost and and have to camp out overnight and hope for hope for rescue team turns turns out turns out he landed on some dude's farm or ranch and the guy the guy was like right nearby it was like near the ranch house and the guy had a helicopter Mm -hmm. so that he could like supervise the whole ranch right oh yeah so yeah so he ended up he ended up like getting flown to hospital by helicopter from there. It doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like uh, he had any sort of like probably nothing more than bumps and scratches, right? Well, that's kind of crazy. Despite and despite what he went through, yeah. Well, that's lucky. No, you... the co the co pilot. Yeah, the co pilot. He he seemed to have come down in one piece, but with an already broken neck. Uh oh. Yeah, but yeah, it's a pretty crazy story. So to when... think that to think that somebody could survive a breakup in midair at supersonic speeds. So when when did this happen? This is in the sixties. In the sixties. In the sixties, yeah. yeah. the The guy, the guy who was this test pilot. He just passed away earlier this year. Uh-oh. Who was it? His name is Bill Weaver. He was born in 1928, and he died He died in July 2021. Mm-hmm. Hell of a long life for a guy who worked as a, a test pilot. Yeah. They well, don't, they don't make them... him like that anymore, I tell you. Yeah. That's a cool story. Is, do we have a yeah. link for that in the show notes, maybe? Yeah, it's going in the show notes. I also put it into the Rare Encounter chat. Uh, Roadrunners. Oh, yeah, the Roadrunners. Bill Weaver's SR-71 breakup. Cool. Mm. Oh, there he is with the you, with had the a, you had something in your notes about Mav Love Alternative. Oh, yeah, I was just going to complain about the hair. I didn't watch any yeah. of the show. I saw some screenshots. Mav Love had that early aughts intake hairstyle, and I guess it was in the 90s, too. But just all of the, you know what I mean by intake hair? Yes, I I remember there were <laughs> there were entire discussions about it back on the KS IRC in the day. It, it it was a great bit. So what we're talking about is anime has some weird hairstyles, and one hairstyle is called intake hair, and that's when the there's like a flap that looks like the intake vents on an a high performance aircraft. Uh, right on the top of their head. It's like a weird fold on it. And see, Muv Love, I think every single character had that on top of their head. It was sort of a unifying feature of the art style. Was everyone had in the intake hairstyle. You know, it'd be like if everyone had Three an Three quarters you know? of the girls in Doki Doki Literature Club. 
And that's recent. Oh, yeah. Well... And yes, in fact, Mavlov is called out specifically for it on the TV Tropes article about hair intakes. Yeah, it was kind of famous for that. And I went and saw screenshots, and they really toned it down on the new anime. They they made the intakes smaller and less noticeable in some of these, and it, it just... I got mad. It's what it was famous for. Infamous for. There's well, a difference. Well, you can, you can say that, but I think it was famous for it. You know you know who else was infamous for it? Key. Oh, yeah, Key did that a lot, too. Uh, what's his yeah, name over like, at Key? All their all their visual novels. If if there were if there were no hair intakes, it wasn't a key visual novel. Yeah, and they had the antenna hair on some of their uh, some of the characters too. That was something Mavlove also had. Everyone had a strand of hair sticking up right in the middle of their head. <laughs> well, some of them did anyway. Yeah. Ah uh, well, I was slightly disappointed. I won't say I was. Uh... I won't say I was. You know, you know, it needs to come back for anime hairstyles. What? Pompadours. Pompadours. And put a hair intake in that. Oh God! It's a pompadour with a hole right in the front. Yeah. A jet engine hairstyle. Why not? Oh God. Why not? Watch these. Watch these. Uh, watch these Yankee guys go flying through the air by their hair. Hey man, I'm looking at your hair and it's making me horny. Gee. <laughs> oh god. There's a new meaning to head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, I got a bell. Hey, I got a bell over here too. There's my little bell. All right. Do we have anything else for today? Ah, that's all I got. I'm uh, I'm so getting ready to throw things away. I'm getting ready to uh take everything I haven't really used in a year and I'm either sending it to a charity or trying to dump it on a friend so i don't have to carry it yeah you're downsizing before you move eh and i just downsized last year too so i'm double downsizing so i guess downsize you i was trying to pawn a bunch of stuff on sir spencer when he came by he's like oh you want to pedal yeah here's you want some rack mount shit here take it i got i got oh so that's why that's why you gave him the pedal it wasn't it wasn't some sort of like hey here you know about my pedal setup this is gonna be (laughs) great you can try it out it's no, take and take the shit I'm not using. Yeah, pretty much. I'm uh I'm not that nice. <laughs> oh man. Well, if anyone wants some free audio shit, I got some equalizers, some 19-inch rack stuff. I got a an eight-channel compressor. I've got some bunch of random shit. Hit me up, I might mail it to you. Cheap, cheap, cheap. It's all gotta go. Until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been cold acid. Catch y'all later. Adios. I had a good woman. But she lay down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman. But she lay down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied?